to our first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Race Crank Motors. They are down there on Grace Street. Now, when I first opened up my Facebook page, uh, a particular name came up as to celebrating uh, their birthday. Unfortunately, he's not celebrating his birthday today, but we'd like to send out uh, a heavenly shout out, no doubt, to Ken Eriwera, who would have been mm. celebrating his birthday today. Quite appropriate, isn't it, Ra? Oh, yeah, there's a big fella who'll uh, be having a bit of a chuckle wherever he is, and, uh, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, the boy still remember me. It doesn't matter if I'm uh, here or there. Um, you know, his lasting legacy will uh, will remain with us. And, uh, you know, you miss that sort of laugh and that, um, that, 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 that wit about the place. Uh, Kenny was, uh, was indeed a, a bit of a character on the coast. And I think his daughter, Kelly, uh, just went home last week, so not so long ago, uh, really. Um, he wasn't able to catch up with uh, Kelly Edward, though. However, joining us also from up there in Ngaiwi FM uh, from Pyro, we've got our man Reno Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, Morena, Morena, boys. Good to be back on a uh, nice, brisk Saturday morning. Indeed, it is. And joining us from Melbourne um, today, we have with us our man JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Yeah, morning, boys. It's a bit, uh, a bit cooler down here in the Victorian capital. It's, uh, it was four degrees last night at, uh, oh, sorry, earlier this morning at uh, half past one when we landed. Wow. And we left the Gold Coast and it was 24 yesterday, so a bit of a contrast. But yeah, Melbourne was home to us for a few years, so it's good to be back in the old stomping ground, home of the, uh, the mighty Melbourne Storm, home of the MCG, home of the uh, Australian Formula One Grand Prix, home of the Australian Open Tennis, and home to nearly five million mad. AFL fans, but yeah, morning boys. Uh, morning. Now, um, of, well, I tell you what, uh, you're, you're going down there to see the Storm play um, today. Is that correct? Uh, there, JT. Yeah, they're playing tomorrow. I, uh, oh, tomorrow. I said the last last week. I said if we got next week off, uh, I'll check the draw. The Storm playing the Titans, so we've got a few Gold Coast mates that are coming down to the Titan supporters. So. What better opportunity to hopefully to rack them up after last week's abysmal, uh, diabolical second half performance against the Canberra Raiders? But in, in, in fairness, the Canberra Raiders deserved to win the one last week. Indeed. Well, let's get into the rugby league. Uh, um, of course, on Thursday night, one heck of a game. Eh? The uh, Bulldogs. Um, pff, that was one hell of a game, uh, wasn't it? Uh, against the uh, Eels. Um, the Bulldogs, surprisingly, once again, coming up with an upset there, JT. Yeah, very surprising. Although, in recent time, the Bulldogs, I think, had the second longest winning streak in the competition. So they now moved to four wins in a row. And that extinguishes Parramatta's rec- uh, current previous sorry, run of five in a row. So, mate, the Bulldogs, they're even talking about making the eight now. If, if different results go their way, they can scrape in after being, you know, yep. contenders for the wooden spoon for the best part of the season. But... A gutsy game. Probably the the biggest highlight was, um, or sorry, the biggest talking point. Yeah, was the uh, Nathan Brown sinbinning for the uh, shoulder charge slash late hit on uh, on our cousin Brodell and Martinez Zelizniak. And uh, mate, just can't. The the dogs are always been known as a gritty side, a determined side, a side that never gives in. And uh, no, I always like to see an underdog get up. And because I was the only tipping, only one of my tipping comp that picked the Bulldogs, I'll uh, I'll take it. But yeah, good win, good win to the boys from Canary Bankstown. What did you reckon of that game there, Reno? Yeah, what a game to start the weekend off, eh? 
Wow, you know, week 23, and uh, ask Dallin what he thought of their game. Yeah. If he can remember much of it, eh? He got <laughs> smacked around. Mate, he got knocked around. I'll tell yep. you what, that's what we love about the game. We're only True. talking about the hits on Wednesday, True. Keithy. Yep. And that brought some of the big hits in that game, mate. Uh, compared to another bloody code, would have been in the red card bin. True. But, um, yeah, no, great, mate. Great to see. Great to see the big hits. And, yeah, that result's a good result for the uh, doggy fans. Yep. Uh, well, you know, that, that's what I... That's the sort of stuff, that's the reason why we love these physical kind of games, isn't it? You know, and um, I guess it was also wonderful seeing those guys get, a, you know, once you throw a punch, and I know, um, who was it? Josh Jackson. I know when he came up uh, over um, Nathan Nathan Brown, he wanted to swing at him, eh? He definitely wanted to swing at him, but, you know, he knew he was going to kind of cop it, but... Um, Boy, that that's all part and parcel of the game, isn't it, JT? Well, it used to be. I think um, there's a call by Gordon Tallis to bring back in punching, right? Uh, because it'll stop it'll stop all that niggling rubbish yes. now. We blokes run in and grab each other, and yeah. jerseys at, at at five meters or whatever. But yeah, look, Josh Jackson standing up for his one of his teammates, and then good on him. That shows, you know, uh, that to me is a real leader to get in there and. And, and, mate, Nathan Brown has been a grubby little player for the, for the best part of two or three years now. I don't, I don't think he's that overly skilled, but, you know, he'll, he'll get his comeuppance one day. So I'm exact, I'm, I'm totally in Gordon Tallis's uh, camp with that one. Let him, let him punch it out and it'll sort it, sort it down, uh, settle down. And then you won't see this, these embarrassing yes. little things where they run in and pull jerseys and, yep. you know, poke people in the face and all that sort of carry on. Let him punch it, punch it out and then... They'll settle down and start playing footy. Because there was a bit of that stuff that happened in that Broncos uh, Rabbitohs game. I think um, they got two send offs, or two 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 were sent in the bin, uh, weren't they, uh, in the Rabbitohs game? Uh, from the Rabbitohs team, wasn't there, um, JT? Yeah, that, that had been simmering all week, mate. There was some stuff said in mm. the media leading up to it, obviously. Mm. Obviously, these two coaches coached the, other, the opposite teams last year, so Wayne Bennett was at the Broncos and Anthony Seabold at the South Sydney, so. Some stuff had been said during the week, and there's a couple of players that had left the Broncos to go to South during the year. Yeah. Uh, so, mate, it was always going to the tensions always going to be running high there, and another good result for for Wayne Bennett in South Sydney. Um, much needed result actually. They had been on a bit of a slippery slide, and not many predicted them to win. But uh, yeah, no, good performance in particular from Damian Cook, the hooker, and yes. Yes, a good result indeed. Mm. Try uh, that, you know. He he basically, uh, you know, try uh, try saving tackle. Um, so, some you know great runs from uh, Damien Cook. I thought he was quite outstanding. AJT, eh, mate, it almost actually uh, maybe missed my plane. I got called for boarding, and it was sort of the last two or three minutes where the Broncos were trying hard to you know, to get the ball across the line. There's a play there. Well, I think we're second to last set where Blumen. Uh, What's that greedy who was named the prop? Matt Lodge <laughs> threw a dummy and went for the line. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, mate, that, that, that cost him. I think if he sort of let it go a bit further out, they might have um, breached the South's defence. But, no, pretty, pretty performance there from South Sydney and the old the old Wiley stage, old Clint Eastwood, look like Wayne Bennett will be happy with that one. He'd be laughing all the way back to South Sydney. Indeed. All the way back to Redfern. Yes. Yeah, oh, if he, he would be, um, actually. Phil Gould came out. Um, uh, and criticism of the Broncos, even though it was a close um, loss, you know, they, there was like maybe 20 minutes where um, they were, well, a man down. And um, most teams, 
um, you know, they just would be weren't able to take advantage of being a man man down. What do you reckon there, um, Reno? Yeah, they missed their opportunities to Bronx, uh, especially at home in front of their crowd. But man, I love that game. I love what they uh, brought to the game, the physicality, uh, all the uh, dirty tactic stuff as well. Yeah. Because JT was right, it had simmered up. It's been simmering for a little while mm. too with the two coaches and a few of the players. And I didn't think the fireworks were going to come out like it did last night, but it sure did. And, mate, that fella Cook, he's going to be around for a long time. Bloody mm. brilliant player, eh? Great player. But, Great you know, hell of a game. Hell of a game. And, yeah, you go back to the um, this weekend already has shown in their Cowboys game too with Jason Tomalolo with their big win over Panthers. Yeah. Uh, it's just showed the physicality of this game and, Hey, these guys aren't holding back. They know there's only a few more weeks before it goes into the top eight. Yeah, yeah. So, well, with that win over the um, uh, the the, the uh, Panthers, I guess that kind of, well hasn't really done anything for um, the Cowboys, in my opinion, anyway. But maybe, oh, I don't know. But um, didn't have the um, Panthers at all, did it, um, Reno? No, no, no. These are these things that can happen and can determine who could be sitting at 6, 7 or 8 mm. uh, with the way the results are going. So, uh, like JT said, uh, mathematically, uh, the Doggies could be a bit of a long shot. Obviously, got a few more games to get through this weekend. So, yeah, we'll just see how the results unfold. And might be an upset. You might see a 10 there. Might just sneak in there at number 8 or 7. True. Now, Ra, your Sharks team, they're up against the Warriors uh, <laughs> later on today. Um, for me... The Warriors are supposed to lose this one, which means that they'll probably win. What do you reckon, bro? Well, uh, I like the way you think, Keithy. You've got a bit of a back-to-front kind of a mentality game there, but uh, I don't know. The Warriors, um, you know, the, the, the head honcho, the big man, the coach came down hard on them during the weekend. Uh, you know, there were a few threats uh, flying around that uh, they either pull their socks up, otherwise uh, they may well be looking for uh, new placements in the new season. But uh, whether or not that takes any has any impact on, you know, how the boys will play as, as they end off what has been a not-so-great season for them and their fans, uh, no, I think the, the shark spider is going to be too too good for the Warriors. And uh, as much as I'd like them to sort of uh, upset and, and topple the, the Sharkies, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think um, they'll try and pull for one. Obviously, they've got nothing to lose, and in, sides that are in that position tend to, to play a, a lot harder, strangely. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, you know, I, I do hope uh, for your sake, mine, and, and the other Warriors faithful that they can uh, take away a victory. But uh, yeah. It's a watch the space. Now, um, Rad mentioned, well, and it wasn't actually the coach that came out saying that, um, you know, some of the players uh, had better watch out, eh, Reno? It was actually the, oh, yeah, um, the, the, the manager, I think, eh? Uh, Cameron George, CEO. yeah, the CEO, um, came out, uh, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, um, um, Stephen Kearney came out saying that he shouldn't have um, said things like that, and I guess in a way he's very much right. He's not the coach, he doesn't make those decisions as to who's going to be part and parcel of the team, but um, I guess in, in a way, that's a sentiment that most of the supporters feel, especially what um, what he was saying, hey, hey Reno, what do you reckon, bro? Yeah, well, I suppose he's put his head on the chopping block, when you think as a CEO, he's answerable for the whole thing. Yeah, uh, he could see himself uh, out the door and down the down the road without a job, without a big salary coming in for him. So he's got to front it up. He's got to front it up and cover not only just the uh, supporters, 
but everyone that's associate, associated with the whole Warriors franchise, more predominantly, it's the sponsors. They're bringing in the money, and right. um, he's just saying what he wants to say. Basically, what he said is saying what most of the public and the fans exactly. are saying. Uh, Steve Kearney, Steve Kearney needs to take a good look at himself. I'll tell you what, if I was a CEO, I would have sacked him. I don't, yeah, well. He's done nothing really good. He's done nothing really good for their club, the team, and nothing. But then again, the players got to look at themselves as well. So, no, nah, good on him. He's uh, had enough, obviously. And if you rewind the clock back to the start of the season and what they were going to do with the celebration of 25 yep. years and where his goals were set for this club for this year, it has not worked. So he ain't happy and good on him. He is basically he's basically saying pretty much exactly what the um fans, the Warriors fans, yep. want to hear. And need to hear probably. Hey, do you reckon that, um, Reno? Oh, t- totally, totally agree with you hundred percent. He's just saying what the people are saying, mate. You can see it on social media, you can see the bagging of them and it's not painting a pretty picture. And obviously the pressure's on definitely from the big sponsor, it's Vodafone. Yeah. Yeah, because Vodafone have been associated of recent with another outfit that's coming up as well. So you could see potentially a big financial loss uh, from a corporate sponsor like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so there's a lot more behind the scenes that's not been released um, obviously. at this stage. Yeah, so there is a lot going on. Obviously. obviously well, they lost Suzuki. Right, right. They've lost a lot of corporate sponsors, and they don't want to be associated with clubs, and Ra knows this, and JT knows this. If you ain't winning... I mm. want to be associated with you. Mm. Yeah, fair enough too. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, my estimation was the Warriors would win because they should lose. What, what do you reckon there, um, Reno? Sharks, mate. Sharks will demolish them again, just like last week the Roosters did. <laughs> well, what's going to be interesting, I suppose, is um, you know uh, uh, Harris Tavita, uh, how how he'll go up against um, Sean Johnson. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Two young guys going ahead, obviously. Um, well, Sean is kind of picking his game up over the last few weeks, uh, which is good to see for him, uh, up against his old teammates. Um, and that would be a good game. I think I think that just too structured in the forward pack. You know, with Gallon, he'll, he'll bring the boys through. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. But, mate, for me, I think the Sharks might be just too good. They, mm. they, they, they potentially want to stick in there and hang in the top eight. What do you reckon there, um, JT, Sharks-Warriors? Yeah, Sharks got a lot to play for with the Broncos and the Panthers losing. That gives them a bit of shot at making that top eight and cementing their place. But mm. that said, look, mate, I, I listen to what you recorded all and I read stuff about the Warriors. And I'm not, I'm not normally a big fan of sacking the coach, but I think in this case, Steve Kearney is, you know, he's, he's at the last drink saloon, yes. and uh, he, he's got to really. It's, it's, it's probably too late to this year to try and salvage anything, but. You know, I think give him one more shot next year, and if by mid-year there's the results or the performances haven't improved, then he's got to go. So, unfortunately, I think the Sharks will win. But just back to that Chanel Harris defeat, I'm a big fan of his boys. If the forwards could get some momentum for them yeah. to put the back off tonight, then, then there's a chance. And, uh, you know, I really like the kid, and they should try and lock him in and, and uh, sell him to a, a decent deal. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I think, um, you know, Cooney, a lot of the supporters have been saying Cooney's got to go pretty much, really. I think, was it this year he signed um, a contract, for a five-year contract, um, Reno? Or was it last year? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he has, he's re-signed up. But I think you're going to see that something will happen with that, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
the Tigers and the Knights uh, later on tonight, dear uh, Marino. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tigers, eh? Okay, fair enough. What do you reckon, dear um, JT? Yeah, both these sides still have a chance still of making the eight, so they both need to win. Um, yeah, mate, I don't know. Toss the coin on that one, but I'll put my head on the block and say the Knights. Dragons Roosters, JT. Oh, Roosters, mate, in a heartbeat, easy. Uh, what do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, agree, hundred percent, mate. Roosters win that one. Um, well, your Storm, obviously, they take on the Titans there, um, uh, JT. Uh, obviously, you're going for them, but it's going to be a bit of a tougher game, though. Oh, hard to say, boys. Um, Melbourne, after last week's loss to to the Raiders at home, they mm. wanted to, we wanted to, you know, to re to re sow the seeds of the fortress here at Amy Park. So, if they don't win tomorrow, with about two minutes to go, look out for someone running on the field and saying, "What the hell's going on?" Boys? <laughs> <laughs> We'll be watching very, very closely. Will you have your pants on? I'll have something on. Actually, wasn't that, wasn't that you there, Māori father that ran out there years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the lippy guy in the In the state of origin? In the New South Wales? Yeah. Oh, what's he... Um, What's he? I can't remember his last name, but yeah, he was a Maori boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be crack up, all right. Who's going to win Storm um, Titans there, uh, Reno? Mate, I think it's going to be a hiding because the Storm be truly from last week. They were dismal in that second half, scoreless and everything, and to see the result come the way it did, um, yeah, I think the Titans are on a hell of a loss here. I think the Storm all the way. Raiders, uh, Sea Eagles, then. Um... Uh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, that's the game. Uh, God, where do you go with this That's going to be one hell of a game, isn't it? Hell of a game. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, eh? I'll, I'll do something different. It'll mm-hmm. be a draw. An extra extra time and everything. Still a draw. Fair enough. Fair enough. What do you reckon there, um, JT? Yeah, but I'm going to go manly this one. I think the Raiders have had a couple of tough games in their last two. They've played the Roosters and they've played us. And uh, I think manly might have the firepower to, to outgun them at... Uh, in Canberra. Okay, well, interesting one indeed. Now, of course, we've got the uh, women's game kicking off very, very uh, shortly. Um, we also had news that uh, Honey Hidemi has put her, uh, well, her career, all of her, all of her career is pretty much on hold um, because of uh, she'll be looking after her mum, who's uh, yeah. terminally ill with cancer there, eh? um, which is a uh, really sad to to hear, isn't it, Reno? Yeah, well, you know, uh, a lot of people say Farno first, and uh, that's where she's headed to. I caught it with Georgia Hale, who was uh, now yes. the captain of the women's Vodafone, uh, Vodafone Women's Rugby League team, and yeah, she had a lot to say with Honey, their big buy, and uh, what she brings to the game, her mana, her respect uh, in amongst the team as well, and of course, a couple of those young girls look up to her as their mm, idol. Absolutely. And now uh, they give her more respect as well, the whole franchise, to yep. where her stance is. Uh, with her mum, so you got to take your head off to this uh, hell of a lady that's played both codes at the top end of it all, and mm. mumsies are more important, and they acknowledge that. But yeah, the girls have built up and uh, prepared for a season. A few younger players in there, and George is uh, excited about it and looking forward definitely to the uh, first home game at uh, Mount Smart uh, coming up. But yeah, yeah, just recognising where Honey is and giving her their space of time. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is good to see, um, you know, and, and tough, i, I got to say, you know, obviously, um, Honey Hit of Me will be going through tough times in the, in, in the weeks to come, eh? Oh, definitely, yeah, you know, and uh, the support of the club is behind her as well, and she just doesn't bring so much on the field, but it's off the field and everything she does around there, and it goes back to the uh, grassroots over in Waikato as well, and yeah, an outstanding lady, just unbelievable. When you've got a father like her, is that supportive of rugby league and any sport in general, gives mm. so much. And you can see where Honey is uh, right next to her mum. And she talks a lot about her parents and how they drew her into the game she loves, uh, sport in general, whether it be uh, rugby union or rugby league. And yeah, an amazing lady and um, needs a lot more recognition, mate. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. In fact, you know, um, I, I, I'm, I am certainly looking forward to um, the upcoming uh, women's NRL season. Uh, yourself included uh, there, um, JT? Yeah, totally. Last, I think last season was a, a success. And mm. uh, so hopefully, you know, we can build on that and eventually get more teams. <coughs> excuse me, more teams. Uh, yeah. Out there representing the different clubs. So, yeah, definitely. One of the good things, I think, anyway, is... Uh, how how the women's game certainly seems to be increasing. I mean, uh, in my opinion, a lot of girls, and this is starting from like uh, like um, uh, kids at school. You know, these young ladies who are coming through the ranks from school. I know certainly from what I've seen here, and they're going into those games of rugby, rugby league. Is that happening over your way as well, there, um, uh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, heats, mate. Um, you know, in the last, what, two to three years, the dominance of hearing women mm. and girls in sports, especially in these codes, have come through quite a bit, actually, in the last 36 months or so. And uh, it's great, mate. We've spoken often uh, many a time about the girls' game and the less recognition and so forth, but you hear about it now, and we talk, talk about it quite a bit on this show now. Yep. Uh, and it's just good to see, and you've got the young girls, and we do have that here up our way. Uh, we've just uh, released the Teens Valley Under-11s, 13s rugby team. Uh, these are the uh, boys oh, wow. who don't make the weight, are yeah. too bigger than the weight. So we've got there with a competition. We're coming to Fakatani with two teams. We've just also uh, launched this year the Teens Valley um, Māori girls team and uh, Tāne team, the Wahine and Tāne team. So that's a new initiative and uh, a young team as well. So, yeah, it is growing, mate, um, and it's good to see. Uh, I think that the, what's made it beneficial in our area around the Teens Valley is uh, netball is now played on a Wednesday right? Uh, prior to the adults yeah. game. So it frees up these young girls yeah. to play whatever code or any sport they want to do in the weekend. So uh, it's been a positive for the area and I'm excited about our Māori teams and look, we've got a Wahine Māori Rugby League team started now. Yep. Um, so everything's progressing very, very well. What about over there um, in your, your, your neck of the woods there, uh, JT? Are young girls starting to get into these physical games more so? Um, then before, what do you reckon, bro? Yeah, totally. And I think one of the biggest ones that's happened in recent times, and I'm, I'm here in Melbourne, so it's probably even bigger down here, is the, is the women's AFL competition. Right. Now, every club yes. is represented, and it's quite um, fiercely, uh, you know, um, it's fiercely competitive amongst the ladies, and, you know, a couple of them uh, wouldn't look at a place playing, playing in a men's game. So definitely the AFL is, is, is ahead there, and, you know, rugby league and rugby union sort of bringing up the coattails, but... I think it just opens up pathways for the young girls that mightn't be into netball or hockey or more traditional, you know, female pursuits. And 
some of these girls might, like I said, they wouldn't look at a place that it means to them. Some of those hits you see in those women's mm. rugby league games are just, yeah. just you know, off the Richter scale, and it's, it's good to see. So it's just, just you know, another branch of um, entertainment, another, like I said, another pathway for ladies that, uh, <clears throat> to, to take it further. For sure. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. To the On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time. Our second session here on full time. I want to send another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Racetrack Motors. They are down there on Ray Street. Now, before we kick into it, I want to send a big cura and a big, um, uh, well, another big huge shout out going out to Ben Robb, who upset Australia's Simon Whitlock in the uh, uh, Whitelock in the um, New Zealand Darts. Masters, well done, of course. Um, that was held in uh, Hamilton. Uh, so, um, which he lost. Uh, this was the person that um, our, our Kiwi boy Ben Rob lost to last year in in, in last year's um, New Zealand Darts Masters. So, um, big ups and big congratulations going out to Ben Rob. Um, that's certainly something for the bro to to, to you know to know that he's. Um, and there with the, he's gone and beaten one of the big guns, eh, Reno? Oh, definitely. I saw this all blow up on social media late last night. And mm. I thought, man, just down the road there, Hamilton and Kitty Kitty Law, and uh, this guy comes along. And look, he's been there, uh, thereabouts uh, for a little while. And I would guess all the whanau there would be happy to uh, see him send Simon Mitlock home, packing 6-4 victory in Hamilton. And it's huge. He'll be celebrating it, it in him. 
absolutely. Like you would you would think you'd be doing it in the normal styles when you're playing darts in the old local. Yes. You'd be carry on celebrating today, yes. but you can't. He's got to get back out there. So yeah, yeah that's a massive coup. Well done. Yeah, indeed. I mean, this is you know this is one of the the biggest, oh, well, the biggest darts tournament probably in in, in New Zealand. Um, certainly for some you know very nice uh, looking dosh, and he's got to do it in front of a huge crowd cheering on. Eh, hey, bro, it's it's a little bit different from just throwing the old dart at the pub, eh, bro? What do you reckon? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's massive. Look, it's got massive international coverage on uh, Sky TV and everything. And look, it's been huge up there in Auckland at the uh, casino of uh, years gone by. But uh, just to have it down the road in Hamilton, it's massive. But yeah, this is cool. This is uh, good news. And hey, he's a Māori boy out there doing what he does and mm. throwing the darts. Yeah. Getting the old 180s. Absolutely. I know. Great stuff indeed from uh, the bro. Right, let's take a look at uh, some of the um, rugby that happened um, certainly, I, I was able to catch the Hawks Bay Otago game that was played down in um, McLean Park in, uh, in Napier. Really good game from uh, Hawks Bay, taking that one uh, out 29, uh, 29 to 21. And also, on top of that, my team, Wellington, went on to defeat uh, Canterbury 23-22. Some good results um, uh, uh, there, eh, Ra? Yeah, and I saw that uh, your, your team, the, the Lions, a uh, good one there, Keith, especially against Canterbury. Wow, if you're a Cantabrian fan, you know, the big question is well, what's happening in these early stages of, of uh, your union's sort of uh, run for glory? Well, the answer is quite simple. Most of their players are in the All Blacks. So, mm. uh, you know, a lot of uh, the ones fronting up for the Red and Blacks are a lot of the young up-and-coming players. So, you know, they've got the opportunity now to try and make a name for themselves while their top five players uh, are going to be uh, preoccupied with uh, the All Blacks in their World Cup campaign, but um, not a great start for them, so no doubt the coaches will be on their, their backs, you know, saying, come on boys, let's start our game a bit. Uh, the fans expected because uh, they're in unusual territory. I mean, Canterbury, mm, well, true. they're like 99 for one, you know, they tend to win 99% of the time, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a different sort of a look for their team and supporters. Well, I'll tell you what, um, the team that's really, well, I don't know if it's a surprise for you, but it's a bit of a surprise for me, is uh, Tasman. Boy, they have come out firing. They went and beat my team, Wellington, mm. in the first round. Um, just demolished them, too. I think uh, well, they scored over 40, 40 points um, over Wellington. Um, they also, uh, Tasman, had a real good game against Canterbury as well, um, beating them very convincingly. So, yeah, it, it is un- uncharted waters, I guess you could say, for Canterbury. They uh, still have yet to notch up a win this season. Still plenty of the season left to go, but... uh yeah, it's not and, usual. And, and I like the way you uh, you went from the uh, the Tasman Markles to uh, using the uncharted waters kind of phrase there, Keithy. <laughs> it was rather poignant. And uh, one of my favourite teams, um, you know, I supported one down south. It was the Markles. One up north it was the Tanifa. And uh, throw in uh, the Taranaki Bulls uh, for good measure. But those are three clubs, um, because of that Māori sort of component that I, I tend to favour. And it's always good when they do get to upset some of those uh, big clubs like the Aucklands, uh, the Wellingtons and the Canada. Well, it should be, uh, you know, it was it was a real good game, I, I dare say. Wellington, um, they strided out in front. Uh, then Canterbury did make a comeback, but they just didn't have enough in the tank, I suppose. Well, not, not enough time, really. So uh, just unable to, to get there. And it could be, you know, most of their players are certainly um, in the All Black team, aren't they? 
But that's the thing, though, Casey. I mean, you know, those young players in Canterbury, you know, this is just uh, laying the foundation for the next generation. You know, if you keep an eye on those names, they're definitely going to be future All Blacks. And, you know, it's a good thing that they are losing games because you get that appreciation as your career goes on, never to go down this path again. And uh, probably why the Red and Black teams always had, uh, you know, successful sides. Uh, you, you groom them when they're young and uh, you make the mistakes, you take the losses, the hits, the punches, and then in time you become a quality team and uh, you never forget those roots and you always tend up uh, to keep winning. Reno must be a tough one um, so far for the I know because you're a Canterbury supporter aren't you so it must be a tough one um, trying to follow uh, your Canterbury team eh bro? Yeah, it is tough, mate. Look, I've got my red and black jersey on now as I talk to you and uh, to see their one-point loss. But right now, on the head, a lot of their boys, uh, they would normally play there, uh, based out and moved up to other franchises. There's the likes of a few of them that are playing up in the Marcos who have been dominating and going really well in the first two weeks. But it is tough, and it is uh, just kind of a slow rebuild. And Raz said it, actually, uh, the names, remember the names, they'll be around when it comes to Super Rugby, and then the dominance will come through. So... It is going to be tough. I would guess next week they may win against Southland because Southland hasn't been the flashes. And uh, they've got a bit of a um, uh, tough head with the North Harbour boys later on in Invercargill. But, yeah, no, it's hard. But that's just the way it is. And good. Uh, what I'm liking, mate, is the Tasman team. Oh, the Tasman team. I tell you what, they're like the Canterbury team, aren't they? Well, you know. Um... Yeah, they are. They're... And I wish they won on the other night was a bloody shield challenge. Would be good for Hawks. Good to see the All Black players out there, or we being running around. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, what is interesting though is that Steve Henson. Um, I don't know if you could say that he's dropped um, Rico uh, Iwani or, or 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 what, but um, he'll be playing for um, Auckland, I think. Hey, eh, uh, Reno today. Yeah, 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 he will be. Yeah, yeah. Nine of the boys have gone back to play some uh, mighty ten footy, so just to get a bit of rugby and try and find that uh, brilliance that they do have. And look, he's making the selections very, very soon. And yeah. Is that a sign? A bit of work to do. Is that a sign Sorry? for, is that a sign for uh, Ioni that he might not may be able to be in the uh, All Black team? Or what do you think? Uh, it is a sign. Look, he didn't have the flashes of all super rugby games. Uh, and then remember, they were kind of stood down, took their, little breaks and so forth, and he hasn't kind of brought it to the main game in the uh, black jersey uh, with the pressure of two outstanding youngsters, uh, George Bridge, George Bridge and yeah. um, Stephen Reese. you know. It's hard for Henson and the selectors, and we saw that last week against the Wallabies, uh, what these two young men done on the wing. Mm. And that's the kind of stuff we would have seen years gone by. Rico can do and We know he can do it, but <clears> he just doesn't have it at the moment. And when you think he's won the... Um, won awards at the big rugby awards as well. Mm-hmm. He just needs to find his feet. And uh, let's hope he can do it because he does want to get back into this World Cup squad. But I can tell you now, I would say those two youngsters uh, have booked their seats. Yeah. Well, it's hard to keep them out, eh? Several recent, you know, and George Bridge. Yeah. Boy, they, they really shone out in the, in the game against Australia. It's going to be real difficult, to, even for the likes of someone like um, Iwani, who is pretty much... You know, we thought, well, a lot of people would have thought we had cemented his place. I remember when, um, who was it? One of the um, Fijian wingers who we thought would have definitely been in the World Cup but didn't even get to go. Um, Gosh, I can't even even remember who it was. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for for Rico. We'll, We'll see what happens with him. 
Am in the coming weeks, eh, bro? Oh, definitely. Just so we can bounce back because we know he's a brilliant player and yeah, a bit of work for him to be done. Uh, there's other areas uh, in the number 12. Obviously, they look at Ryan Crotty coming back with the experience. I would think that'll be the demise of Nani Lamapi. Right. Uh, they'll take Sunny Bill for sure. Uh, it's going to be in the loose forwards and the locks who will miss there um, because, you know, you're pretty well tried and true with uh, Kane. Yeah. Um, and the rest of them all there as well. And oh, Kieran Reed's going to be there. And you've got to have the star number six from the Hurricanes there as well. Yeah. Oh, it so, is. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what they will announce, mate. It's, it's going, going to be, be yeah, some I very, very... Dis- miss out. Yeah, there's going to be some very, very disappointed people um, yeah. missing out. Some some disappointed fans, but yeah, at the end of the day, A-Ra, what, what really matters, I suppose, is um, bringing that cup back uh, at the end of the day, eh, bro? Well, it is, Keithy, and uh, I think even the big man himself, Hanson, uh, alluded to that fact that, uh, you know, these games against the Wobblies uh, really don't matter as much now we're in World Cup year because, as we've just made mention, the, the big prize is uh, the one that uh, it's going to come out of Japan, and hopefully uh, our team will go in there prepared and we can uh, secure another victory. Um, there have been times uh, throughout this year where, you know, you kind of scratch your head a bit on, 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 their, on their play, but... Uh, I don't know, they'll, they'll seem to peak uh, come the tournament, I hope. Mm. But I have the faith uh, to pinch a Warriors uh, saying, and uh, I, I do believe that they will come back and uh, keep the country happy, I'm hoping. Right, let's take a look at our Heartland Championship, of course. Um, Poverty Bay, they head, they head over to your uh, neck of the woods there, um, up to or playing Thames Valley, 2.30 kickoff uh, over there, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, they're in town, arrived uh, yesterday late afternoon, and uh, good to see them out there walking around, going through the town, went down to the old field, and that's looking uh, in pretty good nick at the moment. I was down there with the Valley Boys and checking it out, and yeah, it's a big game. Uh, obviously, a lot of pressure on the Valley Boys, winning the Meads Cup last year, and doing a tough down in the South Island, taking on a couple of formidable opponents in the semi and the final, and uh, to have the uh, Cup up here, went around to all the local schools, nearly every uh, Schools had a chance to see it. But we get it underway, the Heartland Championship, and it starts, like you say, with your team from Adagizzi, uh, the boys from Poverty Bank. I would think uh, they have had the upper hand on the old Swampies over the last couple of seasons, especially in, in our neck of the woods. So it will be a big game. A um, couple of new players in the Swampies, and the Curtain Razor is a Northland team coming down to play the uh, Valley Under-85KG uh, development team. And, yeah, we'll get underway this afternoon. I'll be down there, mate. Absolutely. Now, if I remember correctly, though, um, I, I think Poverty Bay lost when they came to came up there. It was it was a close game, from what I, I recall, if I do recall it correctly. Um, do you remember yeah, it at yeah, all? It there? was one one point. Yes, yeah, one point in Tiaroha. That was the game where uh, the first female referee yes. uh, conducted uh, Erin Hartland Championship last year, uh, and our former Blackburn lady, and uh, yeah, she was out there doing it. So you know, I think the uh, red. The boys in the red got it us over us by one point there, but uh, last year's uh, return uh, was a different story. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, you're right, Keithy. I was looking for you in the grandstand, but I think you <laughs> held up at the bar. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, I didn't even jump on the bus there, bro. Didn't even jump on the bus. <clears throat> now, um, JT, uh, your your favourite rugby team. Now that they'll be travelling, well, they have they ha- they had to catch a plane first of all. Um, then, then go on a two-hour bus ride uh, all the way over to Buller. So they'll be kicking off their um, 
their uh, campaign, their Heartland Championship campaign down there in Buller. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there've been a lot of um, there's been a bit of Buller Buller going over there with a lot of Fijians <laughs> of, of, of late uh, in Buller. Buller, Buller, Buller. <laughs> so um, yeah, that, uh, that's where they uh, start off their campaign. And it's going to be an interesting one, I think. Um, what do you reckon there, uh, JT? Well, let's hope so. I've just seen Bailey Mackey's posted a picture of himself wearing the, uh, the much maligned Nazi Pro East Coast rugby jersey, so wishing the boys all the best of luck. So I think it's time to end their five-year reign of, um, reign of disappointment and try and get a win. Mm. Please, just mm. one win. Mm. Make it be against Thames Valley. Even better. <laughs> 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 well, well, I'm going to kid you that the Cousy Bales will be pretty wrapped that, uh, that Zachy uh, Guilford, yeah. uh, who was on Treasure Island apparently, um, is fronting up for the boys. And I think he had a, a first good hit out against uh, that Rotsura sub-union side. So uh, that, that'll be a what's the space this season. Yeah. I think he certainly... Um, well, and, and, and one of the things is, I remember his... Um, he was talking with Darylene Rogers up there uh, on, on her... On, um, at, um, Radio Ngatipo in his interview with her and, and he was saying you know he's only one man really hey, at the end of the day he's just one man and he's just there to help he, he, he's not there to um, you know he's only there to help he, he, he's not going to win championships or anything for them what do you reckon bro? Well, yeah, Keithy, but, you know, that's that expectation. Sadly, we know he's only one man, and and unfortunately, he can only do what what one man can do. Uh, He's not a superhero, but that expectation from the fans are going to be a lot bigger than, uh, you know, what we've just said. And I think uh, they'll be looking for miracles, but the best of luck uh, out to Zaki. He's going to give it uh, all he can, and, uh, you know, his his, uh, glory days aren't behind him. Uh, In the least, I think he's going to have a a few good uh, matches this season, and uh, uh, hopefully, for the Coast Lake, they can uh, secure a few wins. They've had a, a bad run as of uh, the last few years. So, uh, you know, he might be that, that guiding light that the boys in blue need to uh, reshape and respark their, their season. I think so. I think so. Can, um, can I just uh, make mention of uh, the Barry Cup? Uh, mm-hmm. I always wondered who Barry was, which was a local sub-union competition uh, here uh, on on this side of Valtteri uh, at all. But uh, it, it's an interesting concept. It involved uh, three unions actually at one one stage: the East Coast, Poppy Bay, and Hawke's Bay, when yeah. uh, Wydal was was under them. But um, it's also like a, a bit of an unofficial iwi competition because, like, some of the clubs like Matakawa would have represented Farnham up in Who could only know? So, you know, it's an interesting um, kind of a competition. Yeah. And uh, the Kazis out Waikohu, they are the current holders. And uh, they've got a big one coming up against uh, Uawa. So uh, always good to get out and support those games. They're, uh, they're great matches, Kizzy. They are great matches. They they have been for for many many years. Um, yeah. The Barry Cup. Do you know who Barry was? Just out of curiosity, Kitty. I think I don't know if it was the guy's first name or last name. I don't know his. He played for that, all those clubs, so. Um, well, I, I I don't know. Well, I, I did do a bit of research because I um, uh, had uh, I got Ben, our man Ben O'Brien Leaf, yeah. onto the ben job. Knows yeah, well, and um, he was saying that uh, you know Barry Park that's here in. Oh right, okay, yeah. So that yep. was the Barry Farno that um, that cup was named after. Um, well, obviously, P- possibly even you know DJ Barry, um, which is the 
what is it? The um, bottle store. Um, yeah. Uh, around well, here. Well, it was funny. Just a little while ago, it clicked that uh, you know the wicker ball. I think JT probably remembers it. It's like the local Renfuli yeah. shield competition here in well, Gisborne for the for the yeah. schools, primary, primary schools. schools. Um, yeah. I didn't uh, realise that uh, there was a connection <clears> to Woolly Wicker, the Poggy Bay mascot, as well. So uh, it took me all these years just to put two and two together. So some <laughs> interesting historical facts there in terms of the Barry Cup and also the wicker ball. There, Keith. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember um, Dwayne Russell coming in one day. He was talking about the wicker ball. Um, and, and well, it's a very different, they don't do it um, in that sort of style anymore. Um, they have, they, they run a tournament. Um, they, they do it in a tournament style format sort of thing these days. It's not like, you know, you go and challenge for the wicker ball anymore. So yep. it's, it's very different. <clears throat> and and I think up in <clears throat> Reno's Wales uh, came into the roller mills uh, tournaments, I think I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not overly sure. Just junior rugby uh, grades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the Roller Mills tournament happening tomorrow here in Pyrong, so they all come into town. Oh, wow! Oh, cool. Ty, Ty Mitchell down in Hawke's Bay is another one. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Ooh. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one you guys are talking about over on the Eastie there, and yeah, I remember coming out of some of those. Yeah, they, they, it's pretty big. Uh, certainly, it's the um, country yeah. teams in particular. Ara, the country yeah. teams yeah. are all play, are vie for that. Very much like the um, Renfrewly Shield. Um, but on a smaller scale, and yeah, uh, yeah. and all unions have their, those junior competitions, which yes. uh, you know is the future of our, yeah. our game at a, at a grassroots level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, uh, there's over over there in your neck of the woods where you are at the moment in Melbourne. Um, there, uh, JT, they had uh, the U the Team USA were in town. They might still be in town. I'm not sure. Of course, they were playing the uh, Aussie Boomers, the Australian Boomers, uh, in, in a game that was held, I think, at a place called Marvel Stadium down there. 51,000 people were, were were able to watch um, Team USA take on um, uh, the Boomers. And I was getting updates. I, I don't think it was yesterday, but it might have been the day before. I was getting these updates as to how well the um, games were going. And I've got to say, Australia did uh, really, really well, um, especially at halftime. I think they might have even been in the lead at, at that particular time. They went on to lose, I think it was 88. Uh, well, they, they ended up losing by about, I don't know, 11 points or something like that. But um, did you hear anything? Have you heard your, uh, anything uh, yourself over there about Team USA playing the um, Aussie team over there, uh, JT? It, it, Oops. Sorry. Well, I, I, do I get a musical introduction? Here yes, you speak? do. It's How awesome. about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, one of the things I have heard about that, and it's, it's from a rugby league point of view, is that wow. uh, the NRL CEO, Todd Greenberg, had, had a chance to take someone along with him as a plus one, and he took Craig Bellamy. So all the anti-storm oh. brigade jumped on top of that and said, oh, look, they're, they're, they're colluding, they're, you know, they're pally, they're too close to you, know, blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs> But yeah, in terms of, I'll tell you one thing. Though, when I first arrived in Australia back in the early nineties, I was yeah. pretty surprised at yeah. what's going on in the background. <laughs> no, they can't blame me. Can't blame me for that one. Is it like a socket? Is it a socket? I don't know, mate. What What are you up to? I don't know. Possibly. Anyway, you were saying, JT? Yeah, the, 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 pop, the popularity of basketball was one thing which amazed me. It's it's, it's quite popular, very popular. In fact, you know, so they got lots of Luke Longley. 
Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, Andrew Bogut, and now, you know, so on and so on down to Ben Simmons. So, yeah, not surprising the Aussies are filled up Marvel Stadium uh, to, to watch the, the Boomers go around. Okay. Oh, no, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Especially against Team USA. However, um, some some other things. Did you... Uh, were you able to catch much about what was happening um, with the Boomers USA game there, uh, Reno? No, no, sorry, no, I didn't, mate. I didn't even know much about it, no, but no, sorry. Oh, okay. No, well, I only saw that some of the tall blacks, tall blacks in Canadian game, but that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, apparently, though, apparently, um, some some people were paying up to fifteen hundred bucks. Just uh, wow, yeah, for that game, which was played, uh, you know, and back, you know, uh, uh, well, one of the guys that paid fifteen hundred bucks was um, Russell Crowe, who basically <laughs> didn't get a very good view of anything. He could, but and people back beyond him um, by sitting on the ground, they got even a worse view. So, you know, it just seemed quite funny. How things um work down there. Did you just yes. say worser? Worser. <laughs> worser. <laughs> That's the worstest thing you've ever said, Ken. I'm sure I can say something a lot worse than that. <laughs> Worsera. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. I suppose Bit of a joke so. as well sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's just as interesting that um uh the basketball fans, and, and and there are some one of the one of the big um, players that I um, liked, and he played in the NBA too, was um, Andrew Gaze, especially when he played for Australia. Uh, he was somebody to certainly look out for. Andrew Gaze, uh, a great um, basketball player for Aussie, that is for sure. Back in back in the day. Uh, anyway, uh, the cricket, the cricket, the JT. Have you been watching a bit of that? A, a little bit, yeah, and I was quite surprised it's this morning when I checked the scores and said that the Poms were bowled out for 67. Had a bit of a, yeah, yeah, 67. Had, had, had a bit of a chuckle there. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's unreal. Looks like the Ashes are going away from England, eh, bro? And look, before the start of the series, I was sort of, you know, back in England, but after the World Cup and all that carry-on, all the bulldust there, I thought, no, nah, stuff it. Go the Aussies. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> that noise. <laughs> we know what that is. I reckon. <clears throat> anyway, that pretty is it, is much. It the, is, it, is it the ghost of Kenny to Could be. Kenny, what's going on, Uncle? <laughs> Could be. Well, that pretty much ends us off here on um, full time. Unless you got anything real quick there, um, Reno? Yeah, no, nothing much majorly happening, mate. Pretty well covered everything for another weekend of full time, uh, even with a bit of a noise in the background. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Well, here we go then, boys. It's then definitely time to... Oh, let me do that again. Let me do that again. Things are going all right here. Hold on, here we go. Put the boot in. I put the boot in. Is going out to that bloody noise. Oh man, that that that's that just so annoying. I would say so. Whoever's making that bloody noise, my boot goes into you. Put the boot in.
Yeah, sounds like a bit of atmospheric uh, interference there, Kezi, but my boot's going into that Brazilian Prime Minister leader uh, who's uh, not taking uh, much help and assistance for that uh, Amazon fire that's happening at the moment, which is uh, accountable for something like under 30% of uh, the planet's oxygen. So, you know, be a bit more lenient and let countries help you sort out that fire because it's a huge problem and it has a big impact on the rest of the planet. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes into this couple that uh, didn't feed their newborn baby uh, well, 19 months back then uh, when it was born and tried to keep the child vegan. Well, it was next to nothing. I don't know why parents do this type of thing and think even their baby's living in vegan and now up to, <laughs> up to two and a bit now, obviously lost care and they're not happy with it. So the Sydney parents avoiding jail over their uh, severely uh, malnourished uh, vegan diet. So I put the boot into parents who think they can do that to their own children. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the burden this week goes out to those bunch of idiot Māori down in Sydney who are trying mm. to claim a slice of land mm. in, uh, in, pa- in Parramatta. Yes. It's not ours. It was, apparently it was given to them by some Koori chief. So to those people that are claiming that they are from Ngāti Rangiho Karangi. Karangi, of course, is an Aboriginal word. Ngāti Rangiho Karangi Hapu. They've filed papers against the Parramatta City Council. You bunch of dickheads. Put the boot in! When I saw that, I just oh, had to laugh. That was so Parramatta, it's like doesn't matter. I mean, they need to come home and sort out their own landship. Uh, oh, that just cracked me up. That was just... Uh, that was just so hilarious. Yeah, you, know, you know, the funny thing was, like, I saw the Humata protest, and um, when the, the lady uh, who's, uh, you know, the, the spokesperson, um, you know, who's very well-spoken and then quite articulate, by the way, um, there was an Aboriginal flag in the background, and I just had me thinking about what's happening over there, the Māori trying to take away the Aboriginal, and it was kind of, like, really bizarre. Well, I hope they get it. They ain't going to get it, though, but I hope they get it. That would just, I don't know, that would rub somebody. Yeah, there's right. a place just north of Purirua called Parema, so maybe they should go and have a crack there. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this um, vegan couple, did you say, Reno? Um, what? Yeah, yeah Sydney, Sydney parents of a baby girl, they are pretty strong on vegan diets and such, and... Uh, when the little baby it's came along, uh, they obviously just fed it the vegan way. Yeah. yeah and they're very, very... Why? Um, yeah, not not good, mate. Not good at all. I said, what kind of parents do stuff there to kids, you know? Uh, it, uneducated crazy. ones? Where are they from? They didn't even get jailed Aussies. for it. Are they Aussies? Sydney, Sydney. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that's, that's unreal, really. And what's that? Bro, never, it'll never happen in a Māori farm. I no, know that much. No, heck no. <laughs> Heck no. Um, so, so what happened over in? Um, oh, that's it. Because there, uh, there's a lot of um, fires happening over in the Amazon um, of late, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Well, what, what they sort of uh, what they've said is that Brazilian guy. Well, he's not a big fan of you know the, everybody trying to the other countries trying to get in on you know to help out, which is a good thing. Right. Is um, he's the reason why it sort of happened because he's yeah. allowed a lot of big businesses to go in there yep. and deforest, you know, cut down the trees and uh, mine whatever resources are uh, in that sort of big huge Amazon area, yep. and that probably caused it. So you know it'll fall back in his face kind of thing. So yeah, you know the bigger picture though, who cares about him? It's, it's the rest of us and the world that we share the planet with uh, apparently uh, under 30% of uh, our, our air and oxygen so uh, yeah I mean it's pretty shocking stuff Fools 
There are fools running the world, as there are I'm fools. Just on our show, can you see there? All over the place. <laughs> I know we're all over the place. Anyway, that pretty much brings us to the end of our show. Want to say a big thank you once again, Kilda. Good to catch up with you again, bro. Catch up with yeah. you on Wednesday, eh? Thanks, uh, Captain Keithy, and uh, to the boys, uh, stay warm. It looks like it's a, it's a cold weekend, Keithy, and uh, don't forget, get out there and support uh, our, our Barry Cup uh, rugby matches. They're always entertaining to, to view. And uh, also, also great to be able to catch up with you once again. I'm sure you're going to enjoy the remainder of your weekend there, Reno. Yeah, we'll do. Make him down and watch your first Heartland game between uh, Poverty Bay and Tins Valley. And, yeah, for all those, please get outside. Do something outside. Don't sit there and get into air games. It's not the way of the future. Have a good weekend. And JT, wonderful to be able to catch up with you again, bro. Look forward to um, catching up with you uh, next weekend. Yeah, no worries, boys. Good to be on the show. Hopefully the Poverty Bay boys can get to the uh, Pyro McDonald's where Reno's cousin <laughs> in the deep will help them out. 